Thank you, Royce. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Well, one of the ways the Lord is working in this church is the growth and development of families and of children and families uh, in spectacular ways. And parents, I just want you to recognize that in spectacular ways. In the hardest of times, God is at work uh, developing your boys and girls. So this morning, we're going to dedicate four children to the Lord. So I'd like the Erickson family and the Heizenga family and the Motterwell family and the Snow family to come on up. And I think if you can each take like a quarter of the stage here, uh, we're going to allow... Um, we're going to allow each of you to say a word or two about your child, but I'm going to have Katie say a couple things here first. Hi, everybody. I don't know if we are going to have enough room on the stage. Half the church is up here now. Um, so this, we just, MCC is such a family church, and we're just continuing to develop um, just a sense of family here. And it is our... Through scripture, we believe that God created two institutions. He created family, and he created the church. And both work in tandem to bring God's kingdom to earth. And when we do that in unity, it's powerful. And so we get to see part some of this today. All right. Thank you, Katie. So one thing we're going to do, because this is something we do as a church, we're going to affirm to these families uh, as they dedicate their children, I want us to read this congregational affirmation to them so they, they can sense that whether we will be their Sunday school teachers or we will be uh, the, the ones who slow them down in the lobby um, or put a Band-Aid on them or whatever it might be, that we love these families and we are with you as you seek to raise spiritual champions. So let's read this together. As a body of believers in Jesus Christ, we accept the responsibility for being authentic Christian witnesses so that each child will grow in a place where it's easy for little children to learn to know and love Jesus. We anticipate the time when they will trust Christ as Savior and confess him as Lord. So I'm just going to go on each family, and you can share a little bit. Okay, thanks. Okay, so we're here... Uh Erickson's, I'm Michael, this is Kaylee, we can go through our family, uh, this is Josiah, Hannah, Micah, Leah, this is Ezra, and Beniah, or Benny, and we're here with my parents, Larry and Kristen, and my brother and sister, Brian and Sarah Beth, so uh, anyway, uh, let's uh, share about Beniah, uh, so Beniah was born in February, and um, we were thinking about his name, uh, and, oh, thanks, and... <laughs> We had a couple ideas, and he was born on a really snowy day. And the Benai in the Bible is known for fighting a lion on a snowy day in a, in a pit. So we're like, this is Benai. So uh, the other thing about Benai that we just want to bless him and pray over him is that um, the Benai of the Bible was a mighty man of, uh, of David, of David's men, and he fought for the kingdom of God, and he was loyal to his king over a long period of time. So... We're praying that Beniah here is a, a mighty warrior for the Lord and for his kingdom and is loyal to the king. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Hi, uh, I'm Luke. We're the Motterwells. This is Anna, 
We've got Indy, Moses, June, and we're dedicating Samson today. Um, his name is Samson Oak Motterwell, and he was born uh, August 24th, 2020. And um, a little bit about his name, the middle name Oak, um, Isaiah 61.3, Oaks of Righteousness. So that's kind of the, the blessing and the namesake for this guy. <laughs> uh, so, and um, yeah, Samson, he's just, he's been a blessing to our family. He has a black eye right now. He, um, he, <laughs> he's, <laughs> this is pretty much his personality. He had a, he grabbed a two pound weight off the ground and just smashed himself in the eye. And then he started clapping and he smiled. And that's like basically what he did. So that kind of describes his personality in a little bit of a, uh, in a nutshell there. But yeah, we're just so thankful to have this guy and um, everybody loves him. And uh, yeah, we, we heard a prophetic word over him was tender warrior. So we, we pray that over him and um, yeah, that's it. We're going we're gonna to have them introduced, then we're going to pray for each child, okay? Go ahead, Brandon. Hey, my name's Brandon Snow. This is my wife, Laura, Luke, Levi, Liam, and Lincoln. We were dedicating Lincoln today, and he was born on April the 17th, uh, 2020. And um, Lincoln means a city by a stream, and it made us think of a couple couple different scriptures, Jeremiah 17, 8, it talks about, and also in Psalm 1, 3, it talks about a, a tree by a stream. And it just, we want, this boy is, is joyful almost all the time when he's, and he just brings so much happiness and joy to our family. And our prayer for him is that he would just be always connected to the Lord by that living water, that that living water would just flow through him and through his life. And that he would he would constantly get uh, more from the Lord, and that's that's that tree by the stream is always bearing fruit and always healthy, and always its roots are very strong, and that's what we pray for our little Lincoln here. So, Amen. Hey everybody, we're the Heisingas, Ben and Lyndon family, and this is uh, this is Greta Elizabeth. She is uh, she's named after her grandma, and uh, one thing we pray for her is that she would. She would love Jesus like her grandma and uh, just be part of a generational line of following Jesus. And uh, also, she has just been bringing so much, brought so much joy to our family. Um, she's not showing it right now, but she is, uh, <laughs> she just really makes all of us happy. And we, we really do feel that she is going to bring joy, Christ's joy, to, to other people. And we pray that for her. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we're in it with you, gang, all the way. So let's put our hands up towards them. We'll pray over each child. Father, we thank you for the Erickson family and their blessing to us. And we, we agree with them on Benaiah that he would be a mighty warrior, that he would be fearless, that he would be loyal to his king all the days of his life. In Jesus' name, amen. And we thank you for Samson, Lord. Thank you for this joyful little boy. And uh, Father, we, uh, we agree that he would be a tender warrior for the kingdom of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. And th Lord, thank you so much for Lincoln. We bless him, Lord, a cheerful uh, little boy. And we thank you, Lord, that because of this family, he's going to be planted near water. And we just pray that you'd fill him with the living water of the kingdom of God all the days of his life. 
In Jesus' name, amen. And we thank you for Greta, Lord. We bless her in the name of Jesus. We agree that she would have the faith of her grandmother and that she would bring the joy of the kingdom to all those around her all the days of her life. And Father, we, we bless these families. We bless these families as they seek to raise oaks of righteousness, a planting for your splendor, Lord, that you would help them do that uh, in the tough days and let them see, even by the older siblings, how you have been faithful to them uh, all these years. So we bless them and encourage them in the name of Jesus. And the church agreed and said, Amen. Amen. All right. Blessings, guys. Woo! Thank you, Lord. And um, each child is receiving a Jesus storybook picture Bible. Uh, And uh, as we spend our time in the Sunday school, we believe that planting the Word of God in their hearts day in and day out, and not just Sundays, but these families are committed to the Word of God every day of the week for their families, every day of the week. Uh, so we, uh, we bless them. And uh, just while we're on the subject of children, I want to draw to your attention, you probably already know this, but Wednesday morning at 10 o'clock in the Supreme Court, Oral arguments will be heard for the case of Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Center. Uh, This is a landmark uh, case that will uh, deal with uh, the state's rights to establish abortion guidelines. So this is is a momentous time where uh, the the, uh, deficiency of Roe versus Wade might be overturned. So uh, let us pray now and let us pray on Wednesday morning at 10 o'clock for those presenting arguments. Father, we thank you for these children we have just dedicated and we thank you for the gift of life. And Lord, we acknowledge that you are the sovereign giver of life and the sovereign taker of life. So Lord, we ask today that you would, uh, Lord, bring this unrighteous rule of death in our nation to an end and that you would, uh, Lord, not only work in the court on Wednesday, but that you would work in the lives and hearts of those who are uh, carrying children, that they would finish the job and grant the life that they have been granted. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to turn it over to Jamie. All right. Hey, everybody. Good to see you all. If you don't know me, my name is Jamie Moore. I serve as one of the pastors here. And uh, hasn't this been so encouraging to see these families up here? Isn't that an encouraging sight? Uh, and to the parents, um, I, I was so encouraged just to hear the stories that you guys, the, the dreams that you have for your kids uh, that the Lord has given you. So uh, we're excited to pray with and for you in those things. Uh, this Sunday is going to be a little bit different, uh, as you, some of you know or may not know, that we're in a series on spiritual gifts called Gifted and Going For It. 
And um, this, this series has been um, an opportunity for us to examine what the Scriptures say about spiritual gifts and to, um, to press in on the way Paul teaches this church in Corinth through spiritual gifts. And the theme passage that we've been looking at is 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. Paul gives two commands, two imperatives. Number one, pursue love. It's his first command. And two, earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially, especially that you would prophesy. And so we've just been walking through, ever since September, we've just been walking through the text and walking through these spiritual gifts. And we've given ourselves some spaces throughout this series to answer questions, to give testimonies, uh, to share. And so today, what we're doing is not really a, a message per se, but today is a sharing Sunday. And so uh, the, the outline for today, I've got kind of um, four parts for us to look through. Number one, we want to have testimonies. So I'm going to invite you. In fact, I'm going to turn this mic on. Um, I'm going to invite you to come and share. Um, oh, it's on. Um, testimonies about what the Lord has been doing uh, in you, uh, in your family through this series, to share about that. We'll do that for a little bit. Then we'll, second part, we're going to have a chance to, anyone who wants to share a revelation that they've had from the Lord for our church, anyone who wants to share a prophecy that they think they're hearing from the Lord, uh, for us to test and weigh, just like we, we talked about from 1 Corinthians 14. Um, Dennis preached on tongues and the interpretation of tongues. We actually were able to hear a tongue in both services, and it was interpreted. It was very edifying to the church family. So we're also going to open up a space. If anybody uh, feels like the Lord is leading them to come and share a tongue, uh, we, want to, we want to receive that. And then I'm going to invite everyone, if someone's sharing a tongue, to ask the Lord, is there an interpretation for this? And we're going to uh, interpret that, hopefully, and, um, and hear what the Lord is saying to us. And then we'll move into a third section with question and answer, and I'll invite Dee to come up, and we'll just have some question and answer time. And then we will close out with communion together. So uh, Paul, when he's describing to uh, the church in Corinth, like how worship is supposed to feel like, he says, hey, when you get together, everybody brings something. Everybody brings something. Because when you come together, one of you has a hymn or a lesson or a revelation or a tongue or an interpretation. Let everything be done for building up. And if anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be only two or at most three, and each in turn, and let someone interpret it. But if there is no one to interpret, let each of them keep silent in church and speak to himself and to, let, and to God. Let two or three prophets speak, and let the others weigh what is said. And if a revelation is made to another sitting there, let the first be silent. For you can all prophesy one by one so that all may learn and all may be encouraged. So we're just trying to obey that text, which is to give us a chance to share. Okay? So this is what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to move into a time of testimony. So this is specifically, you're feeling like you would love to share with the church family, what has God been doing in my life uh, during this series? Have I been receiving gifts? I've seen this. I've, I've experienced this. Anybody want to share some testimony? Uh, we've got a microphone right here for you to share uh, with the church family. Come on, Kaylee. Good morning. Oh. It's on. It's on? Yeah. Okay. Um, my name is Kaylee Erickson. Um, I have always had dreams from the Lord ever since I 
uh, came to know him um, when I was 26. And um, I kind of thought it was the way that he spoke to me. I'm a visual learner, and I think that he speaks to people in personal ways because he knows us so intimately. Um, and he's also sp spoken to me with visions. And I've always taken it that he just wanted to communicate something to me. But what I'm starting to learn is that um, he also wants to use it to edify the church. Mm. So uh, mm -hmm. I just want to talk to you a little bit about the journey that I've been on as I'm learning to use the gift. So a couple of uh, months ago, I was sitting in church back here in the cry room with him, and um, Dennis was preaching, and he was speaking um, some words from Matthew, I think, but it was Jesus' words. And um, while he was talking, uh, I had a vision, and just in the room of, um, I'm not going to get into the specifics because I think it was more for him than the church, but um, I had this vision, and I thought, oh, gosh, that is so neat. And I went home that day, and I just thought about what God could have been saying through that and trying to understand if he was trying to talk to me. And I didn't really do anything with it. I told my husband, and I thought, geez, this is really cool. Um, but then I kept coming back, and every time I kept coming back to church, they kept asking for testimonies. And every time that a testimony would be asked for, I felt this burning inside of me, and I thought, what is this? I don't really, I'm not the kind of person that likes to talk in front of crowds, and this is making me really uncomfortable right now, but um, anyways, finally, I knew that, I just knew I had to share it, so I was, again, still a little bit too timid to share in front of the church, so I just, I went to, to the person that the vision was about, and I, I just told him what happened, and then I told him what I thought it meant, and what ended up happening was, what he received from it was not what I thought that it was, and it really freed me from thinking that I had to interpret um, what God was showing me. And um, I also uh, shared it with Jamie, and it turns out that it was to encourage them. And all I had to do was receive it and pass it on. And um, I think that I'm really eager to see uh, how else God wants to... Uh, use me and use each one of you who have this gift. Um, so keep asking for it. Um, we're all on a journey, and I, I think that um, I just read this morning in Timothy just one thing that I want to share that I think is for the church. Um, Timothy 2, uh, 1, 6. For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love mm. and self-control. So I just want to encourage all of you to use the gifts and that, like, fanning into flame, that they will be multiplied yeah. for his glory. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Kaylee. Thank you for sharing. Come on, Nash. I, boy, I, I am so full with this series. Um, I, I decided to share this particular testimony because it just happened yesterday. And when she read that scripture, it resonated with me. Um, because yesterday I, I had been up early running errands and taking people here and taking people there. And I was exhausted after the holidays. And I just wanted to get home and go to sleep. But I stopped at the gas station. And when I went in, it was a homeless guy. And he was asking people something. And 
he didn't catch me going in, but he caught me coming out. And um, he said, ma'am, I'm, I'm just trying to get home. Can you help me? And so my defenses immediately went up. I'm tired. I don't have any money. And I started spewing this at this poor man. I'm like, I, I don't have any money. And I'm on my way home. I just live right up the street. And he said, he just started talking to me. He didn't do this to anybody else. He just started explaining. I've been homeless for 15 years. I went through a program called Pathways. And now I have an apartment. I came out to get food. I only have a dollar. The guy wouldn't let me on the bus because I was 50 cents short. Just kept going on and on and on. And I'm thinking, I do not want to do this. But I had come across a song that I've been listening to all day, every day, and it's called Now I'm Talking to Jesus. If you haven't heard that song, listen to it. And it's, so I had been talking to Jesus. And I heard, if you talk to Jesus, he'll talk to you. And Jesus said, do it. And I said, ah, well, he might hurt me or do something to me, and I'm tired. So I was dealing with fear and selfishness. I was worried about me. So God said, do it. So the man got in the car, and I was playing the song, Now I'm Talking to Jesus. And he said, you know what? I had been praying for 30 minutes for somebody to help me. He said, you are an answer to my prayer. And you, so I drove the man home. It was about 10 minutes up the road, and when he was listening to the song, he started crying, just bawling. And he said, that's a beautiful song. That's a beautiful song. And he looked at me, and he said, I love Jesus, too. And I said, that's good. That's wonderful. So I dropped him off. I prayed for him. And when he got out the car, he said, who are you? And I said, I'm Naj. And he said, well, thank you, Naj. I love you. I love you so much. And I said, I love you, too. And I prayed for him, and then he disappeared off into his little, little apartment because he had been homeless for 15 years. And so he disappeared off into his little apartment. And as I drove away, I started to cry myself because I almost missed an opportunity to be an answer to someone's prayer because of my fear and selfishness. So in finality, I just want to encourage you, don't be fearful, as Kaylee read, number one. And just don't be selfish. Just do it. And if you talk to God, he'll protect you. You have to use common sense. It's a crazy world. But when God said, do it, I knew his voice because I had been talking to Jesus. Most of you know Zeke Swift. And uh, he is really a rock in our church helping people. If you ask for something, he'll get back with you. And he went to South Africa December, no, he goes December 2nd. And this morning I woke up and thought, we need to pray for him because uh, the enemy is at work in South Africa. And um, I had this vision of angels just all around him, you know, so... Um, Anyway, he had, a, he had a definite call to go, so I would like for us to do that at least sometime. Right okay? now. Right now. All right. Let's do it. Let's All pray. Right. Lord, we just lift up Zeke to you, and we know that he is your faithful servant, God, and we ask you to protect him from any um, wiles of the enemy, Lord. And we pray that he would bring joy 
and um, happiness to the people that he's going to minister to. And I pray that you would anoint his teachings in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on up. So uh, my name is Larry Erickson, Michael's dad, and uh, uh, we're up here, of course, to, to witness the, the dedication of uh, little Benaya. But um, I'll turn this up a little bit more. Yep. Okay. For the online people. So uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kristen and I uh, come from uh, Huntsville, uh, Alabama, right now, and we go uh, we go to River Tree Church. I'm one of the elders there, and I just want to extend our our love to you guys because we've been here several times. We feel like this is in many ways home for us too. So you have a sister church that loves you also in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, I, I wanted to just share just really briefly, and I'm, I'm sorry we haven't been in here for the series, but I suspect I know what you all have been talking about with gifts and so on. One of the topics that God has been showing me lately is God's love and how great and gracious he is. And, um, when I came to thinking about it, I realized that God really doesn't require a whole lot of us except to love him back. He loves us. He wants us to love him back. So just one, one quick verse for us. First uh, John 4.19 says, We love because he first loved us. Real simple. And how can we actually practically do that? Uh, in my mind, one of the ways is doing exactly what we're doing right now today under the leadership of our, our church leaders here. Uh, and it's really cool that we can worship God, and that's loving him back, actually. Uh, practically speaking, that's one of the w many ways that we can love him back, just to do what he wants us to do. And it honors him. He inhabits our praise. So um, I just wanted to share that. That's something he's been working on my mind and my heart lately. Uh, and uh, it's not what we can get necessarily. It's what we can give and give it back to our holy Lord. Yeah, Katie. Way to represent for this side of the room. I feel like we've been doing a lot of... Go ahead. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Um, this series has been really great. Now, I haven't gotten to hear all of it because I'm with the kids downstairs, which is super fun. But what's been really awesome is that our curriculum with the kids has really corresponded with up here. And... It's been incredibly challenging to me because I grew up in going to church and it was mostly kind of learning about the Bible and learning about God and not necessarily, I mean, we would go on mission trips and really experience that part of our relationship with God, but never, at least that I remember here at church. Um, and this just been different. Our, we're just... It's really challenging. Like this week, I knew the topic was going to be prophesy or prophesying with the kids. And I was desperate to find somebody else to come in and do it with them. And I'm just, and I'll just be the cheerleader. But um, I couldn't find anybody. Don't feel bad. I think it was a God thing. So um, 
so today, like the upper elementary and I, we're just going to be practicing prophesying over each other. And we've been doing stuff like this. And I'm like, we have, it's been mostly girls, which is super fun, but boys are welcome. And um, we just like had this, this space to practice the gifts of the spirit. And there was just a time when we we're like listening to God a couple weeks ago and we just kind of spread out in the room and we have our journals and we listen and we write what we hear and then we share. Um, and just so there's one moment where one of the little girls is in the corner like this, just holding her hands out to listen. And it just touched my heart. It's just so cool that um, we're, we want to practice these gifts with our kids that it's, it's just awesome. So um, we're going to have some little warriors running around here. That's awesome, Katie. That's awesome. I just feel led to share based on what Larry just shared. Um, uh, about uh, three weeks ago, a good friend of ours, uh, Mark Snyder, an orthopedic surgeon, passed away from Lou Gehrig's disease, ALS. And um, he recorded a vis video about a month before he died uh, for his 69th birthday party. And this video, he talks about uh, living a life of legacy, and he has several points. But one of the points he talks about is a prayer life. And if you remember last week, I was talking about my desire for more fire and more passion in my prayer life. And uh, in the video, Mark says this. He says, prayer, you have to have a prayer life, and prayer stands on the shoulders of love. And I've been thinking about that, and it really struck me, but prayer stands on the shoulders of love. And I just, uh, I just have this picture that uh, we have this response of love as we pray. I think oftentimes we pray and we pray in anger or we pray in fear or we pray in manipulation or whatever else might be the devil might be trying to twist. But if we pray in love and just this picture, when we pray to the Father, we're standing on the shoulders of Jesus. He is love. And this picture of, of being lifted by him in our intercession to the Father um, is just an, a huge encouragement to me to help me walk in love and to have that love uh, turn into a fire of love in my heart as I pray. So I encourage you with that. Um, something that I've been uh, reading through recently is uh, Chronicles and just look at the prophet Elisha. And uh, one of the things that I've, I've noticed about this story, this, this time more than others, is just the way, so first of all, this guy was, like, the Lord did so many miracles for this guy. If you go back and read through him, I encourage you to. It's, it's actually kind of fun. Think about the, the miracles that the Lord performed through him, or uh, some of them are parallel to what he did through Jesus as well, so that's pretty cool. But um, one of the really uh, cool things that I, I I've been thinking about within the context of this series 
is this guy was a prophet. And there was there were other prophets during this time, but he was like the main dude. He was God's main prophet at this time. So all the other guys kind of came to him and would, would ask for him, and he'd send these other prophets out to, to send out messages to different people from the Lord. And what, what I've thought about is, so we have, he kind of is within these stories of these kings of, of Judah and Israel and, and the different kingdoms, they're, it's they're, these guys' story, and then every once in a while they'll just pop in with what happens, what Elisha does, what he says, what he, what, you know, what he, what he prophesies. And um, I, I think about, like, okay, so what was this dude's life like in between the verses that we, because we, we, we just kind of hear the prophecies. And I have to think, like, okay, so if I want to be connected to the Lord like that, and I want to hear from the Lord like this, like this dude does, because people would come to him and say, I, what, what does the Lord say about this? And guess what? He would actually, like, say the Lord says this, because he was so connected to the Lord that the Lord would speak, would speak to him for what was happening. And so what it has really uh, made me want to do is, number one, be more connected to the Lord, uh, not just so he will use me and, and use me as a prophet, but because Paul tells us to, to, be, to be prophets, right, and to want to prophesy. Um, but it, it makes me want to be so connected to the Lord like he is so that I can just experience what this guy, even a little piece of what this guy is. I'm probably, God hasn't called me, to my knowledge, to be like his main prophet on the earth at this time. So, um, but he has called me. And he has a purpose for me, and he has a purpose for you. And I just wanted—I just wanted this to be a word of encouragement that uh, the Lord wants to use you. He wants to speak through you to other people, and it might not be to anoint someone king. Probably not, but it—it it might be to encourage somebody, or to um, maybe even you know give somebody uh, a warning of of what their sin is doing or whatever. But just be willing to hear what the Lord has to say, and then use. Use your mouth to, to say it. So that's all I got. So we're, we're kind of transitioning into, let's look at the next section, which is kind of revelation, something that you may be hearing for our church family. Uh, some of you may have some sort of prophetic word for the congregation. Some of you may sense, hey, I'm supposed to share in a tongue, and we're going to interpret that. Um, so I want to move into that, but she doesn't know I'm going to ask her to do this, but as you're thinking about that, I'm going to ask Mariel to come up here and just share um, as a kind of a transition into this section. And Mariel, I just want you to share about, uh, for the church family, about identity. And she doesn't know, hopefully she still likes me after this, that I've asked her to do um, this. Thanks. I'm Mariel. Um, this past... Uh, 10 weeks. I've been home for a few weeks now, but I've been at a, a school. We watched a video about the people a few a few weeks ago, the Helsers, but I've been at their discipleship in heart school. And just the Lord in his abundance. Um, I'm 28. He pulled me out of my job and just invited me into this sort of sabbatical season of him rewriting my inner world and rewriting how I see him and just bringing truth to a lot of things. I've been following the Lord for, for most of my life, um, but I had no idea some of the sort of core lies I was believing about myself and about him. 
Um, and he has started, yeah, just sort of reshaping my, my identity, which I knew going into the school, it would be about identity. And it was very humbling. Cause that was sort of something that I feel like I, the Lord first did when I was like 12 and then in high school. And then, and I'm like, when am I going to get it? Like, when am I going to get my identity as a daughter of the King and then like stick with it? But, um, I just feel him inviting me to like constantly ask him what he thinks about me. And I think I used to be afraid of that because it felt really selfish to like anytime I sit down with the Lord, be like, what do you think about me? Let's talk about me. Um, but when you think about how many messages we're getting about who we are constantly, um, the Lord wants to define us. Um, and he wants to speak his truth over us. And no amount of time of him telling us what he thinks about us is a waste to him. Like he, he wants to lavish us in his thoughts about us. So at some point during the school, we did a, a lot of the activities were creative activities. And we did what's called a blueprint of the heart. Um, and we're, we're asking the father questions just constantly as part of the school, um, which is something that I really encourage you to do. Just start asking him questions and writing down whatever comes to mind and start to just journal the Father's voice, which we did a few a few Wednesdays ago. Um, but as as I drew this blueprint of my heart, inspired by the Lord's voice voice over me, um, one of the rooms of my heart in this little treehouse that I drew is a gallery of the Father's thoughts and with paintings that He has painted, mm. um, just of His thoughts towards me. And I want to be rooted in those thoughts over Instagram or my friends or for me, like the words of others is a very big stronghold in my life. I'm very worried about what people think of me. And I want to throw all of that away and be focused on the Lord. So I would love to bless us with a prayer for myself yeah. and for yes. your hearts. But um, Lord, we love you and we want to know you for who you tr truly are. Um, we want to waste our lives uncovering the truth of who you are and your heart towards us, Lord. And Lord, I just pray that you bring that into light, into the light, Lord, that we might know you for who you truly are. And um, I just pray that you would give us boldness to ask you what you think about us and to really stop and listen. And Lord, I just, we repent of the fear of man and of worrying about what others think of us. Lord, I repent of that. And I just ask for the fear of the Lord. Lord, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom and knowledge. And I just pray that you would pour that out upon us, that as we step into knowing how you see us, as we step into further understanding your true character, your love, your grace towards us, Lord, that we would be defined by the Father's voice alone. Um, Lord, that we would be defined by your thoughts towards us and that from that would spring um, the outpouring of our hearts, Lord, that before we try to prophesy over one another, Lord, that we would first hear your voice towards us um, and just be rooted and grounded in your love. We thank you so much. In your name we pray. Amen. So you may be sitting here and you're like, I think I'm supposed to share a tongue. I'm not sure about this or a prophecy. Come on.
Come on up. This is your invitation. Uh, so good morning. So um, I guess what I want to share is, I guess it, it may be called a prophecy. I, I really don't know. But um, I would, while we would be worshiping, uh, leading up to this series, I guess even all of last year, I would always see uh, teeth. And um, um, just recently, this scripture came alive to me, and it's um, in Isaiah, I think it's 41. He says that um, he will give us a new sharp threshing instrument. And I just thought, oh, that is the tongue. That is the, the, um, uh, uh, the, tongue, the tongue that we're speaking in. It's a new sharp threshing instrument. And I and and as and, and it just all came together to me um, just right now, like oh maybe that's the teeth that I was seeing whenever I'm worshiping in the congregation. Okay. Okay, so my body feels like it's filled with electricity, and I'm about to leap, and my tongue is so fat. And so here I am before you feeling like a crazy person, but I'm going to speak my prayer language <laughs> because I love God more than I want fear of man, okay? <laughs> okay, this is the bravest thing I've ever done. <laughs> okay. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, Laura. Beautiful. Okay, so let's just take a second. Let's just take a second. And uh, if anyone feels like they have an interpretation of what uh, Laura was, was speaking out, which, by the way, thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm going to preface this interpretation by saying Dennis just taught me this. I didn't realize that I was able to interpret John because I didn't understand what interpretation was. I thought I had to translate. But since I now understand 
what interpretation is, I'm going to be brave and speak what I heard um, you say, Laura. Um, God says he's taken the limits off of this church. He has taken the lid off. And he wants us to, and, and this is the theme of today, God wants us to stop operating in fear. We are to be bold. He's calling for boldness because he's taking the lids off. Amen. Ooh. Great. Great. Thank I've never interpreted <laughs> I, I just, um, I like saw us dancing in like a war, like a war dance um, as like a church and the Lord like preparing us for battle. Yes. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Amen. Awesome. So, Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Come on, Eddie. So when she was speaking in tongues, so I grew up in the church speaking in tongues. I grew up Pentecostal, and that was normal for us, even as kids. They trained us as kids to speak in tongues. So I've been speaking in tongues a long time. And when she was speaking in tongues and when you came up and interpreted, I want to affirm you mm. that you were absolutely correct. God is taking his church in a different way, but he wants you to be not fearful. He wants you to embrace it because it's to empower you to go to another level in him. And that's what he wants for all of us, to walk in our authority. I've been doing a lot of studying on spiritual authority. What does that mean? As a believer, we are the ones that people should come to for help. Because we have the answer. We have Jesus Christ. The world is looking for us. They're waiting on us to walk in our true anointing and who we are in Christ so that we can heal the world. That's what we're here for, is to be there for the people that are in trouble, that are hurting, that are distressed. They can go to the hospital, and that's amazing. But there's another level that we have in Jesus Christ that when they said in the Bible they lay hands on people and they were healed, that is actually true. I've seen it as a kid. I've seen people get healed from AIDS. I've seen people, limbs grow back. This is what I've experienced as a kid growing up in church. So this is an awesome time in Christ. Hey, hey Eddie. Will, will you pray? Will you pray that over the congregation? Just praying uh, freedom from fear, all yes. of that. All of that. You going to be praying the way I grew up praying? or? However you want to pray, okay, I'm, awesome. I'm just asking you to pray. Father God, we give you all authority. We thank you for who you are and what you are doing in this church right now. Father, we come against every trick of the enemy. We bind everything that's not like you. In the name of Jesus, we put it under the feet. And God, we declare victory. We declare peace that passes all understanding on everyone here. We come against the spirit of fear. You are defeated in the name of Jesus. We will walk in our authority. We will walk in who you say we are, Father. And, we will, and you will hold our our hand through it all. Father, I pray for every family member here. I pray for the leadership here. Satan, today you are defeated in the name of Jesus and we bind you to the pits of hell where you have no authority. We have all authority through Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
I just feel like um, maybe the, Lord, the Lord just showed me a picture of somebody's back that really needs healing. Um, so if that's you, please stand up so we can come pray for you. Hmm. Anybody else? Wow. So, is okay? Yep. Can we just gather around our brothers You guys, we're gonna on your shoulders or your on your back. I pray, um, pray for healing. And the um, Father, I was just gonna encourage us. The Father has already for the healing. So you don't have to ask the Father. You get to speak to the back. So we're going to speak to the pain, and we're going to tell it to go away, and we're going to ask, and we're going to tell the body to be healed in Jesus' name, okay? Everybody, okay. Okay. All right, thank you, guys. Um, did anybody feel anything? Any, um, did anything get any, feel any better? Did anybody kind of test it out and see if, because part of um, building faith is hearing that prayer for healing like worked, <laughs> right? Yes. So I don't know, maybe as we kind of keep going here, but I think Isabella also got a word maybe about some, some healing. Yeah. So I had kind of like two things. Um, as Laura was speaking, I heard an interpretation, um, just that the Father's heart's taking over the church, and it was kind of spilling out, um, and kind of him affirming that with the words that he's taking the bounds off. Um, yeah, just taking any walls or anything, and he's tearing them all down so that the Father's heart can spill out into those around us. Um, and I also got a word that maybe someone's left hand needs healed, or either hands, but specifically between like the second and third finger. Um, yeah. So there might be someone, I don't know. So Bella came up to me before the service started. She said that she just had shooting pain in between these two fingers on her left hand. So well, sometimes the Lord uses that as a word of knowledge. That means he's wanting to heal somebody with that condition. So um, if someone has that, uh, then come see Isabella and then she's going to pray for you. Okay? Sound good? Okay. Thanks, Bella. Okay. This has been great. <laughs> it's been so good. I'm going to invite the band uh, to come up. And um, I want to, we're going to transition into um, communion. I'll kind of get myself out of the way here. Um, what I wanted to share was, you know, Advent is an interesting season. Um, some of you may or may not know that the word Advent comes from the Latin word Adventus, which means coming or arrival. And so traditionally in the church, it's come to, to be known as these four Sundays or four weeks leading to Christmas Eve and to Christmas Day. And the concept is, is that as a church family, we are anticipating the coming of the Christ child, 
the Messiah who would be born in Bethlehem, Jesus the Christ. And so it's four weeks of anticipatory, like he's coming, he's coming. And it, it even has like, it even has a, in the same way that, pre, that Mary is pregnant and waiting for the arrival, that the church is, is pregnant waiting for Jesus to come. Now what happens in Advent is actually there are two Advents. There are, there are two longings for us as a church family. One, for Christmas Day, for the coming of Jesus, but also the second coming of Jesus. His second advent. His arrival. Because you see, when Jesus returns again, he will make all things right. Like, when Jesus comes back, peace actually comes to the earth. And so this four weeks gives us an opportunity to be very grounded in the reality that things are not right here on earth as they should be, and that there is one hero who is coming to make all things right. And it allows us to live in the tension of the already but not yet. So if you feel... If you can, and most all of us can, we can feel brokenness inside of us. And we can feel brokenness in the people around us. And we can see brokenness at national levels. And we can see brokenness at global levels. And at times, it can create a scenario where we either stick our head in the sand and pretend like nothing's happening, or we are in despair that nothing can fix it. But I'm here to tell you, there is one who will fix it. There is one who will fix it and his name is Jesus. So the table, communion, is a chance for us to take that longing and walk up to the table and to celebrate the broken body of Jesus and the shed blood of Jesus and to long for the day. Like we're taking it now, but we're taking it longing for the day when all viruses have been eradicated from the earth and where war ceases. And did you know that Jesus himself is longing for that day? Did you know that? Jesus said, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. He's talking about the table. And then he says, I will not taste this cup until I taste it with you in the kingdom. Not only are we waiting and longing, but Jesus himself at the table, he's like, Jesus is fasting from a table with us. So in this season, I know it's candy canes and reindeer and all the other stuff, right? But that's just the world's way and our way of masking real darkness. Santa's not the hero. Jesus is the hero. So when you come to the table, bring your ache this season. Bring that part of your heart that says, everyone seems to be happy around me, but I'm longing. I'm longing 
for things to be made right. And then take the bread and take the cup, longing for the return, the second advent, the arrival of Jesus to come. So why don't you stand with me? We're going to finish with a time of worship, with a time at the table. Let me pray for us. Jesus, we honor you here in this place. I thank you for speaking to your church. I thank you for speaking through testimony and through the tongues of men and of angels and through interpretation. And Jesus, we confess to you that we long for the world to be made right. We thank you for your first coming. We thank you for your advent. That you would come as a child to live and to die, to be crucified and to be resurrected on our behalf, in our place, for the sin of the world. And Jesus, we long for your second advent, your second coming to make all things right. We thank you that you have shown us great love and mercy with your body broken and your blood shed for us on the cross. And so I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would help us to take these places of longing and to leave them at the table with Jesus. So, Jesus, we honor you. And we thank you for your body and blood given for us, giving us access to the Father, forgiveness of sins and grace and mercy. And we worship you, Jesus. So, church family, let's worship him. And the tables are open. Let's worship. And just share with me, or share with the congregation what you shared with me earlier. Well, my name is Micah Erickson, and in the middle of the church service, I got a really bad pain in my side, and at the end of the service, my dad prayed for me, and it just started feeling better, and then it was all the way completely healed. Can we celebrate that? Can we celebrate that? That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. Church family, we want you to know that you are loved. This has been really fun. It's been really fun to be with you. 
and to celebrate new life and family and sharing, bravery. It's been really good. So let me pray and bless you, and then we're going to be dismissed. Did you want to share something? Um, hi, I'm Hannah Erickson, Micah's brother, and during this service, um, God just gave me a memory that I remember of my grandma telling me one time, and I told her, and she said it was probably from God, and he, he told me to tell her so that she remembered. And so I'm just glad that God was speaking to me. It's awesome. That's awesome. And so you told her and it encouraged her? Awesome. Awesome. I love it. It just takes a little bit of courage. Yes. Yes. Just takes a little bit of courage to walk on water. You know, there were 11 disciples with Peter in the boat. But only one of them said, hey, Jesus, if that's you, why don't you call me out on the water? I'm going to walk to you. What if Jesus wanted to make a church here where we all want to walk on water to Jesus? Let me bless us. Father, I bless my brothers and sisters. I bless this church with courage. I bless this church with boldness. I ask for a little Peter boldness for MCC. That you would make this the kind of family that is willing to make mistakes even in following you, Jesus. And Jesus, we thank you for speaking to us and we receive the prophetic word that you are breaking off fear here in this place. We receive that, yes. and we tell you, thank you for this. Jesus. And we will bring our fears to the cross that you would break them off. Yes. So I ask for freedom, for continued freedom, for continued courage. And we honor you, Father. We honor you for your presence and for sending Jesus to come, that we might be restored as sons and daughters, no longer enemies because of our sin, but adopted sons and daughters of yours. So we honor you, and I ask you, Holy Spirit, to bless us as a family, that we would walk in courage and in boldness this week. And all God's people said, amen. Church family, you are dismissed. Be at peace. Be at peace.